Yesterday, my granddaughter, Cassidy, and I went to the Apple store at Aspen Grove to get her something for her iPhone. And there was a nice clerk there, very friendly, and we paid up, and we were leaving, and he said, bye, have a nice day. And I said, Merry Christmas, and he looked at me like, does this guy not know what day it is? Well, it is Christmas. You know, Christmas is not just a day. Christmas is a season of 12 days. And I wish you a Merry Christmas. And if you, haven't, if you haven't got your Christmas presents sent yet or cards sent, there's still plenty of time. So. I don't know how many of you were here the other day for the Christmas Eve services and or the Christmas Day service. They were glorious. There were five Christmas Eve services. One, three, at five. And that was mostly for children. Children came and they had animals for the creche and set up the manger scene. And it was wonderful and the church was glorious. And, and as I saw the children coming up, and I saw all the white hairs as well in the congregation, I, I realized, you know, Christmas is not just for kids. If you really look at the Christmas story, there are more old people than there are young people. There's one baby, but gosh, there's John the Baptist's mother, Elizabeth, and his dad, Ezekiel, uh, and they're, they're, Zechariah. There are all kinds of, there's Anna, uh, there's Ananias, there are all kinds of old people, and Christmas is just as fun for us as it is for them. Glorious services. At the night services, where dinner was included, the bishop spoke. And there was a full choir, and the, and the organ pealed, and, and there were brass, and, and there were those, those kettle drums, the timpani. It was just wonderful. It was searing. It was, and the next day was just as beautiful. I understand that over 4,000 people were blessed through this church to celebrate Christmas here, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. And I want to thank Dean Lawson and, and Canon Katie and Canon Broderick. Thank you, uh, Mr. Barry and Dr. Boney, and musicians, choir, the acolytes, the altar guild, the ushers, vergers, lectors, cooks, cleaners, uppers, all those who made it such a wonderful event. Great service. Wonderful. And today the service, it's quieter. It doesn't have all of the pomp and circumstance, but it's still a very special, holy, sacred day, this first Sunday of Christmas. Maybe certainly as joyful, if not quite as triumphal, but wonderful. The gospel today doesn't talk about the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem doesn't talk about shepherds, wise men, doesn't talk about the little babe in the manger. But I want to say something quickly about that. Jesus was laid in a rough wooden implement, the manger, a food trough. I'm sure it must have had dried cattle spittle on it. I think art and hymnody have painted a very, a golden glow to what must have been a, a very dirty stable. Cattle, goats perhaps, 
certainly sheep and manure. Must have been dark and dank and smelly. And that baby all wrapped up in swaddling clothes so he couldn't even move, completely powerless in this box. Makes me think of Jesus laid out in the tomb, wrapped in cloth, powerless. Manger, laid in a manger, a wooden trough. Years later, at the end of Jesus' mortal life, he embraces a hard wooden implement of the cross, wood to wood. I found out when Sarah and I went to France some years ago, the word manger in French is manger, to eat. Imagine the, that the manger in which Jesus was laying is to feed. This is my body, which is broken for you. Take and eat this in remembrance of me. There's wonderful coincidence here. John doesn't mention any of this, however. He goes back to the beginning before Bethlehem. He echoes Holy Scripture as the Bible begins. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. How did God create the heavens and the earth? Genesis tells us that God spoke it forth. That was the instrument of creation. The word, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. And John echoes that. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, indicating some sort of plurality embraced in unity. And he says that nothing was made apart from the instrumentality of the Word. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And he says, And we beheld His glory, glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That's how John saw the Christmas story. We beheld His glory. We saw Him. We touched Him. It's not a myth. It's not a story. We beheld His glory. The word glory, our word English glory, the Hebrew word is Shekinah. It, it refers to an ineffable glow. We don't know where the source of that light is. And we hear about it in, in, in the book of Kings. Samuel is dedicating, he's had built and he's dedicating a beautiful stone edifice to the glory of God. The first temple, much like this cathedral. And he believes that God's presence will, will come into that place. But before the day of the dedication, he has doubts, he has problems. And he wonders, he says this, he says, But will God, whom the highest heavens cannot contain, will God truly dwell on earth among men? Doesn't seem possible. And yet that Shekinah glory is fulfilled through Jesus. We beheld his glory. We saw it, that ineffable light, I think of, of the transfiguration. Light. John talks about the word through which God spoke creation into existence and light. Albert Einstein, famous for his equation E equals mc squared, 
1903. I don't understand it, but I know that he said it. Einstein, towards the end of his life, said, all of the universe, and of course we speak of universe, that means unity. We are, it's all one. The universe is somehow created, bound together, exists upon light and sound. The presence and the vibration of sound. You know light has its own gravitational pull? And you know that there are scientists who are still looking to see, to hear the echoes of that first creation, what they call the Big Bang. God spoke, bang. There was light. Jesus told his disciples that he was the light of the world. John's gospel said that. He was the light and the light could not extinguish it. The dark, I mean the darkness could not extinguish that light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. But then he turned to his disciples and he told them, now you, you are the light of the world. Can you imagine that? In the beginning was the word. What is the purpose of a word but to communicate? And in that communication, there is communion. God was telling us in Jesus, if you want to know my true nature, all you need to do is look at Jesus. In him is the fullness of God dwelling. There's great mystery here, and I cannot explain it. But it is God speaking a language that we can understand. It's the language of humanity. Born just like one of us. Born of a woman. Born under the law. Born in a manger. We don't know when Jesus was born. Do you know that? I mean, we celebrate December 25th, but we do that because we Christians appropriated a big Roman uh, profane, obscene holiday when the Romans celebrated winter solstice. We appropriated it for ourselves to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Uh, and now, hardly anybody in the world celebrates Saturnalia anymore, that Roman holiday of winter solstice. But people all over the world, even in non-Christian countries, celebrate Christmas. The Word made flesh dwelt among us the light. I am the light of the world, and then Jesus says, now you are the light of the world. We live in an awfully dark world, and sometimes it seems as though the light will be extinguished. Jesus said, no, it will not be extinguished. We're like the moon. The moon, I don't know if you've ever thought of this, the moon has no light of itself. It is inert. It is a dead rock out there. The only reason that we see the night light of the moon is because it reflects the light of the sun. S-U-N. Sometimes brighter than other days. Sometimes the moon waxes and wanes. Sometimes you don't really see that light at all, but it's there. 
And we're called to do the same thing. We are called to give light to the world. Not that we have that light in us. <laughs> the light of love and forgiveness. The light of the presence of God. But we reflect the light of the sun, S-O-N. And that makes all the difference. The word and the light has come and dwelt among us and is in us. Let, let your light so shine. That others may see your good works. And glorify your Father who is in heaven. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Amen.